And I'm your co-host, Roz. I want to thank you guys for tuning in each and every Monday. We appreciate you. We thank you for supporting us. Mm, we want to mm. thank everybody that's watching right now on YouTube. And if you are watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. We also want to say hi to everyone out there that's watching on Facebook with hey! all the watch parties. Guys, definitely do a watch party for us tonight and share this video because we have some amazing guests. 
We have um, Miss Cynthia Miller. She is here. She's in the studio. And we will have Tammy Mobley from out of the Richmond, Virginia area. She will be calling in at around 6.30. So we're going to get definitely into our girl chat. So how you doing, Ross? Blessed, booked, and busy. Blessed, booked, and busy. Y'all know how it is. That's how I am. So... This is our month. This is October. It is Domestic, domestic Violence, violence awareness, awareness Month. We have yes. on our purple ribbons. Purple we have our shirt. Purple. We are representing for <clears throat> all the voices that have been silenced due to domestic violence and also to continue to support the survivors and overcomers yes. of domestic Amen. violence. Yes. And also to support some people who still may be in it. Suffering in silence. Right. Some people are still in silence with it. So make sure that you are supporting um, each other. Absolutely, absolutely. And guys, um, and what does that look like? Yeah. What, 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 what happens if you know someone <laughs> that is experiencing domestic violence? How can you help them? Yes. How? So the number one thing is, is that what we always try to tell people is that you can never tell anybody just to leave. No. Right? You can never say that. You can't say, well, girl, well, God, well, I just would me. Do. If it was me. Yeah, all if it was that. me, blah, blah, blah. No, you can never do that because... You know, sometimes people are in situations for financial mm -hmm. abuse, and they can't just leave like that. Their their credit has been diminished, and they have their name tied up in, in these relationships financially, and they can't walk away. Right. You know, so, you know, you have to learn how to be a friend to someone, um, learn those resources. That's a big thing. No one can never just leave until they have a plan in place. We know that when people decide to leave a domestic violence relationship within that two-week um, period of time, that is when they are most likely to lose their lives. Mm -hmm. So we have to be very careful of what we're telling them and yeah. basically learn how to Your support reaction, them. Your what yeah. you're telling them, what you're saying, you really do. Um, and you said something really good, just know how to be a friend because I'm... I'm afraid to tell y'all, but a lot of y'all don't know how to be a friend. They, they don't. You know, and I know, yeah, sometimes people be like, you know, I just can't deal with what she got going on. And I'm like, well, you think she can deal they with would, it? Exactly. And then you leave her in a place of isolation. And then she don't, and then she'll start believing what he's telling mm -hmm. her because he's telling her you don't have nobody. Yep. Nobody's going to help you. And so when you turn your back to them, you pushes them further into that isolation with their abuser. But I'm going to share one thing with you today of something that you can do. Two things is that what you can do, because you can never tell nobody to just leave, and it must be their decision Amen. on when they want to leave. Yep. But you can tell them that if they need a place, maybe they have to give a, 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 a bag, because most of the time the victims leave in a hurry. Yep. You know, they can leave a packed bag at your house. Mm -hmm. You know, some important documents, yep. birth certificates, social security cards, you know, things of that nature. And also, you may have to set aside a credit card. Get one of those prepaid credit cards and put some money on it, just in case if you have to put them up up for a few nights in a hotel. Mm -hmm. You know, th that's how you be a friend. That's how you prepare right. for someone that's going right. through that. Those are two good examples. Two good examples. Let's stop saying what you would do if this was me or leave or do this. You have to set a plan in motion. It's hard enough. It's hard enough just actually to get the willpower to want to leave. So we don't yes. need someone to tear us down when we're trying hard to just build ourselves back up. Absolutely. So. That is so huge. That is so huge. So how was your weekend? It was great. You know, someone said to me, um, on Saturdays, you always with the kids like all day. So let me just say this 
on the air. <laughs> Monday through Friday, I'm with everybody else's kids, okay? Mm. I'm in the school system. We are out in the community. We are with everybody else's kids. So you're right. On Saturday and Sunday, it's about my kids. So let me, let me be a little bit of selfish to my children, if yeah. you don't mind. Yeah, and they are very active. I know. Oh, I kind of was like. Seasonal basketball, baseball. They said it to me like I was acting. doing something wrong or something. Well, you know it's always like I that. I was like, always excuse like me, but. So Friday, I did not get to go to Imani, my, my, Imani, my daughter, and my youngest son, Pep Riley, because you guys know I'm in a play on the 19th of this month. So... You know, time Give is them waiting that information. That time is waiting there love. for dysfunctional love. Tickets are still uh, available. It will be at the Bowie um, Theater. So my husband and I are both in that. So I had to go to mandatory rehearsal because we need to give you guys a performance. And it will be one that's going to touch a lot of people. So that was Friday. But remember, I said Monday through Friday, I'm with somebody else. Saturday um, was homecoming games. Mm -hmm. My... Uh, yeah, um, second son went to what's that homecoming dance? Oh my mm. goodness, he a senior. Got big me, big me. <laughs> I ain't gonna put too much his business out there because <laughs> he watching and some of his folks watching too. So big me got to go to his um, senior homecoming dance and um, uh, Duda got to play his um, homecoming game. Um, and they won 27-0. Shout out to oh, the Hawks. Imani got to do her performance and you know get flown in the air and because she's, she's a flyer and she takes that very very seriously um so the weekend was all uh all about the kids just um homecoming it's that time of year when parents are doing a homecoming and senior years and shout out to all my parents who are having seniors senior dudes yes. i got that letter in the mail i thought i was going to um need another job <laughs> <laughs> It's like that. It gets very costly. It, I mean, like, seriously. And then, you know, senior dudes don't really cover all the dudes. Mm -hmm. It's just these dudes. Mm -hmm. Like, the pictures. I got his pictures, and that was a mortgage and a half. So, oh my that was my weekend. All filled with love, with uh, blessed, booked, and busy with my family. But don't forget dysfunctional love on the 19th. Um, tickets are still available, $25. I am one of the uh, have one of the star roles. So does my husband. Uh, Dysfunctional love is is a must see. It's a must see. Y'all yeah, so know how we feel here at the McYon Show about the man. Right? Y'all know <laughs> that. The man, so definitely, the you guys purchase tickets. Rod <laughs> still have a few tickets. Uh -huh. Get them within this week. You know, so they can definitely um, get you guys there and in the place. I mean, I mean, DC just has it going. They on. do a lot DC of talent. We have a lot of talent here. They are definitely breaking records with so many actors and filmmakers and everything. And we you know, this, this um, yesterday was a big night for African Americans in the um, in the arts with Tyler Perry. Perry yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, I was crying. I was crying oh too. Oh my goodness. I was crying too. I was like, I'm going to be there. I'm yes. going to be there. Like, yes. yes, studio. <laughs> and you know, all those different um, studios that was named for so many of our awesome people who have paved the way mm -hmm. for us. That was a blessing. I, yes. That, oh my God. He is and, so I was so humble. overwhelmed and so inspired. And when I just seen all those people just walking the red carpet, and especially with that area, um, what it was for, it was Confederate land. 
So you know how it was. Like that that land has a lot of history that wasn't so, you know, in favor of African American and look people. How we turn and, it but around. look how God there turns is a it around. shift in the atmosphere. If you didn't know, you better yes, ask is. somebody. That yes, is it a is a shift. shift. It is a in shift the atmosphere. going on. And it God is. is rewarding his faithful children in this hour. Yeah. Yes. And if you you're gonna start seeing amazing things just turn around for you. You were like, How did that happen? It is God. He is showing you that um, your sacrifices and mm -hmm. everything was not in vain. No, everything you, not in vain. the devil think he stole from you. Not that he stole from you, everything he think he stole from you. Look how God turned it around yes. and give it to you way beyond your wildest dreams. And yes. before we get to uh, McYon, uh tell us about, I just want to remind you guys that you guys know that McYon will be um, giving... Um, giving a testimony at our cat breakfast you guys know i serve on the board for center of abused persons in waldorf maryland um and she is our guest speaker so we excited about that there is less than 20 tickets left okay less than 20 tickets reach out to your girl if you um need a ticket so i can get you in there so we can support mcyon it's Absolutely. all about um uh, change the toxicity so it's children uh we're going to be talking about the teens and we also giving awards to um to middle school and high schoolers who have wrote essays about what it means to be a good friend or, or talk about um, a healthy relationship. So Awesome. Yeah. And to say that, guys, you all know that even with teens that we cannot um, turn an eye to um, teen domestic violence and that it is happening and children and teens are being hurt on a yes. daily basis. Yes. So we must have these conversations. So that brings me to what I did this weekend. I was out at a um, shelter um, room makeover with my girlfriend's house with Veronica. And um, guys, I'm telling you, it was over 250 volunteers out there. They transformed 12 two-bedroom apartments for women and children that are victims of domestic violence. Of course, you know, it was a secret location. And when I tell you all them volunteers came in and what they did, and it was just amazing. And Veronica, this is her 17th shelter makeover. So I'm going to let you know, we are in a process. Well, we're going to do another one in April. She's doing them twice a year, in April and in um, October. So if you have our shelter out there that would like us to come in and redecorate and all of that, please send me a message on Facebook reaching out so we, I can definitely connect you to the powers that be so they can come out and see if you will be a candidate for this amazing makeover. And also, I have also partnered with my girlfriend's house that on November the 9th, we are doing a mother-daughter brunch, and the discussion will be teen dating balance. Mm -hmm. And so the tickets are $30 for a mother and daughter, and if you were to bring another child or another adult with you, that would be an additional $20. So you can also get in contact with me on Facebook or Instagram. And also, my girlfriend's house, send them a message. And also, she has another organization called Not a Runaway. So any of those organizations will be able to help you and be able to get that ticket from you. So, so the mother and daughter um, brunch, brunch mm -hmm. is for teenagers. It is for teenagers, okay. but um, we did have a discussion about that uh, with age mm -hmm. because I know sometimes some mothers would like to bring their daughters out that may be a like little my younger. Daughter. So if um, if if that parent 
feels that it's okay to bring their child out to hear the conversation, that we will definitely allow that okay. child to be. Well, there. I'll be reaching out. Okay. Because you know, I always bring Imani J, and people always like she only seven. Like, if you knew the things that was going on in my household, mm -hmm. in my mind, at that age, we mm -hmm. need to prepare them. Now, I'm trying to prepare her before the world prepare her. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And that is huge. And so, and also, we are looking for um, two teen um, dating survivors. So, if you're between the ages 14 and 22, you can also be college age. If you have um, gotten out of a domestic violence relationship and you are ready to share your story, to help some other teens that may be sitting in that mm -hmm. room experiencing what you went through. We would love to have you. Yes. So you can definitely reach out to me and um, we'll get you there. It's going to be an awesome event. That is huge. It's going to be an awesome that, event. That is huge. And kudos to all the things that are happening to the community that we are able to talk about, sponsor with, be partners with, because it's it's, it's really much needed. Absolutely. And, and like I said, I wish you guys know that I'm a survivor of domestic violence and mine happened in my teenage years and I just wish I knew these resources when I was a teenager going through it or another teenager pulled me to the side and let me know that I wasn't alone in it so please 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 utilize all of these services and resources that we constantly give you all the time to let you know that there is help out there absolutely absolutely so we're definitely going to change gears we're going to take our first break and when we come back we're going to have Cynthia Miller sitting here at the table with us we'll be right back you're watching the mcyon show with your host mcyon and co-host ross we'll be back you're ready to move a little bit here it's been a long time ill hey i watched the bugger it We're gonna start off in cruise control for you, baby. A nice and easy villa. Gonna do this for all the sexy Aquarians in here. Happy birthday to you, baby. Let the pocket watch here. Happy birthday to Miss Sabrina. Yes, right, baby. What you say, baby? I'm coming to you. Mr. Danny got a birthday. Happy birthday to your daddy. What you got for me, baby? A big paw. Happy B-Day to Big Paw. Watch the park and watch here. And Lauren got a birthday. That's coming from the sexy Troy. Too smooth, Troy. That's right. That's right. Shout out to all the sexy Aquariuses in here. All right. Hey, I build a gun and watch the block do the work. Ah! He's a born of Cherie. Sweet Cherie, baby. Yes, indeed. Hey.
Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. As you can see, we have our amazing guests here at the table. Ooh. We have Cynthia Miller. Welcome, Ooh. sweetie. <laughs> so good to have you here and joining us. Yes, it's so nice to be here. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, you guys. So I just want to properly um, introduce her and let you know a little bit about Miss Cynthia Miller. Um, she is a licensed cosmetologist and esthetician. Do I say that right? Oh, esthetician. See, that's why I knew I did. I tried to say electrician <laughs> and esthetician. <laughs> that is a professional that deals with the healthiness of the skin. Uh -huh. I know they do. I need to come get my skin tight. Yes, I do. I skin. do. Um, also an accountant. She was born in Washington, D.C. Raised in the DMV. She is a mother of two young adults, 24 and 27. Black don't cry. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Her hobbies are dancing, roller skating, singing, and gardening. She loves eating crabs yes. in the summertime <laughs> with her family and friends. She has participated in numerous positions um, with Covenant Full Potential Development Center, a 5013C that she currently serves as treasurer since 2008. She is the founder, founder and program director of Tamar, Transform, Transform Appointed, Motivated, Anointed, restored, revived, and renewed. Tamar's mission is to heal, educate, and empower victims and survivors of sexual assault and domestic violence. They provide a variety of education and outreach programs to the community and social organizations. She is a survivor of domestic violence and sexual assault in her spare time, as if we really had that, but in her <laughs> spare time, with all of that going on, she loves spending time with her grandchildren. So welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I am so excited, guys, to have her here. Um, this beautiful woman. I met her a few years ago, and she is amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. So tell everybody what you got going on, because you have a lot, and you're doing something amazing so tell them about what you have going on. I am so excited for the lunch and learn that is going to be happening on October the 4th, 13th, actually, at 1 p.m. Okay. Um, this actually, I've been in four plays already. Geneva Carney, if you have not been to one of her plays, you don't want to miss it. Mm. Um, this is really exciting for me because... I am playing Cynthia Mulligan, which is the main character, and I'm against the D.C. court because for having a safe house. Mm -hmm. So as a survivor, I've been through it in a safe house, so it, to be able to do this, it's touching to my heart. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about that, you know, and hey. Okay. <laughs> and guys, I am excited about that because what you guys don't know is that I am also a part of this amazing play woo -woo! that she is doing. So I am excited. This is the first play that I that I'm I have been in that I will be playing myself. Okay. They asked me to play me, y'all. <laughs> are they ready? They asked they, me to play me. Are they me? really ready for her to play her? <laughs> of course, it will be about my experience as um, being a victim of domestic violence. And so I am so excited to be able to continue to share my story and just to um, 
bring more awareness Amen. to our cause and what we are fighting on a daily basis. Amen. So I am excited about that. And so, Cynthia, please tell them how they can get tickets to this amazing play. Yes, at Eventbrite, um, Much and Learn, it is Much and Learn, Jesus Saves, You Are Not Alone. Mm. And um, so you can get tickets on Eventbrite. Please come out and support so that we can do more for the community. Amen. Absolutely. We need support, you Absolutely. guys. We, we need support. Even if you can't come, if you uh, can purchase a ticket for somebody else you might know, yes. um, they might need to or at least share the event, because just because you can't go doesn't mean that somebody you don't know may not need to go there. So we need to really support so we can continue to do these things in our community, in our community, our right community. here. Absolutely. Like Absolutely. That. And it's amazing because um, the church that she's a part of, Covenant, that Baptist, Christ. yes, that church, you know, it's, it's so good to see that more of the churches are getting involved with this fight Amen. and bringing it to the forefront. Because I remember when I was in my abusive relationship going to church every Sunday, serving on ministries and everything, and the church wasn't equipped to help me. Mm -hmm. So it's so it's so awesome to see now that more churches are learning how to be able to service their parishioners mm -hmm. because a lot of times you know the first place we go when we are hurting yeah, is the church, church to find that solace mm -hmm. and so the church have to be uh, a place that you know of course we come and we're going to pray mm -hmm. we're definitely going to do that but also to be able to provide us with resources right yeah so we can get out of those situations amen and I thank you know I'm thankful because my 24 years ago my, the church I walked I wasn't even a member I walked into that church and it opened their arms up to me my pastor Pastor Chris King and Dennis Wiley and now to have my pastor Pastor um, Green she's allowed me to have this worship service and mm -hmm. allow me to do this and then my team of people I cannot you know Alice Ellis Jackie Say Pat Sloan and so many other people that come Katrina. Matthews, they have come and helped me to see this vision. Mm -hmm. And then I had the support of my church member. And, and being a 51123, I'm, I'm not affiliated with the church. Because mm -hmm. some people have this stigma about churches. Mm -hmm. A lot of people that have been abused, they don't want to hear nothing about church. Right. right. So, you know, true. we got to get it clear. Right. People that are in true. different places. Yeah, because sometimes... Absolutely. Mm -hmm. people, everybody is not in the Gotta same meet them place. Where they sometimes right. people do feel as though that God has forsaken them because of their experiences. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah. I just applaud you. I Thank applaud you. you for everything you're doing. And I'm, I'm so glad that you made it out. Amen. So oh, my yeah. goodness. And people don't understand it. You know, and I try to tell that to um, survivors because that is very important mm -hmm. that we say that to the survivors that made it out because it is because everybody don't, don't make it out everybody don't make it out of these situations sad reality that's a sad reality mm -hmm. they don't everyone doesn't make it out so we do have to applaud the ones who actually did it so i'm glad that you are here with us yes yes so um what else would you like to share with us today well I guess I'm going to share a little about me. Okay. okay. We love that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I look at this situation and this opportunity to come and share my experience so that I can help somebody else. Right, and, right. you know, um, understanding that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. You know, and when I experienced my experience, I felt alone. I felt that I didn't have anyone. You know, I was a mother of two children. And um, it was hard. You know, battling with depression and all the things that I was going through and trying to make a living for my children. Mm -hmm. And 
the system. That was back I'm sorry to night. cut you off, but God just gave me the vision of how y'all know each other. Mm. When we was doing the event over at the um, shelter, and she was the guest speaker. With Jewel, yes. she was the guest speaker. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh okay. I'm telling you, my God I is keep good. Looking my at her God like, is good. Like, my God is good. I know her. See, the whole time she was talking, I'm like, where do I know her from? And God <laughs> must have heard you because God said they know each other from the event. That's why I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I, was was like, like, now, I, I keep looking. I was like, I know she's like, why she keep turning out? You just work. How can you help me? Help me, Father. So thank you for your help. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Okay. That's what you know. Hey girl. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So sorry. Back to what we no, that's okay. <laughs> I guess I can pick right back up. But um, one thing I can say is, and not just be, I was just feeling when y'all was talking about that girlfriend, and and you know, I wasn't able to share. Mm -hmm. I I turned to my church family share, and um, and I'm thankful that I had church mm -hmm. family and mm -hmm. people. But the anger, you know, the anger that I have and really, um, instead of feeling like the victim, I felt like it was my fault, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. that I did something mm -hmm. wrong. Mm -hmm. And um, not to go into much details about it, but I was able to walk away from it. But the police back then, they didn't understand. Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't support me. I mean... I didn't know I had to leave my house. You know, I had to relocate. You know, I was in school. It was just a lot going on, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm just thankful that I had people to support me. Absolutely, because that's important. That is, so, that important. is so, important. so important. And we try to get that, we try to get that in the heads of family members and also friends is that how do you support someone that's going through that like right. it's, it, it for real for real it, it, it can determine whether they really lose their life because if they don't feel as though they have the support they will stay in that relationship basically hoping that it gets better so those same family member and friends won't look at them and say I told you so or you so stupid you know, they don't want to hear that. So they would stay and try to hide all of the abuse and try to make it work mm -hmm. just because of that. So it's that's why I tell people, I, I had a young girl that walked up to me at an event I just spoke at, and she told, as a matter of fact, at the Camelot when we was there. Okay. And she said, young girl, and she said she had a friend who was being abused, a cousin. And she asked me, how do I help her? Mm -hmm. And I said, you love her. Continue to love her. Continue to support her. Let her know that you are there for her. Yeah, it gets rough. Mm -hmm. She may not want to hear. She may turn her back, but keep, keep coming her. to her. Yep. Keep showing her that you love her because I'm telling you, she will remember that. Mm -hmm. And when it's time for her to leave, she will come, come to back. you. Yep. She will come on She got to know where it's safe. Yep. She yep. has to know where it is safe where she can come and share what's going on with her because we all know what's going on. Uh -huh. We can see it. We see it from the outside. But you got to remember, she's a victim. Uh -huh. yeah. And she's going to keep saying that it's not happening, that she's not experiencing that, and that she has it under control. But we know that it will never get better without help. Amen. And it takes to, oh, what, seven to nine times for the person to leave. And so Absolutely. And patient with you and, and lose hope in you. And, I mean, where I'm at now, you know, people are like, oh, I didn't think you was going to get there. But mm. you know, I think it's by the grace of God Amen. that I got. There. Amen. You know, and Amen. I can really say that being a the victim of domestic violence and sexual assault, 
it's always gonna be there. That mm-hmm. trauma that you're experiencing. Absolutely. Oh yeah, talk about that, sis. Talk about the trauma of that. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Well, you know the trauma. Not being able to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. Smelling a perfume or somebody that assaulted you. Expecting mm. that trauma. Um, just thinking that the world is against you when it's not because mm-hmm. of what you have experienced. Your mm-hmm. triggers. Your triggers. Yeah. Understanding your mm-hmm. triggers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause understanding that triggers don't go away. It's a having to learn how to be in the present. Yep. Um, my pastoral counselor told me, just act like it's you were in a floating stream. Mm. Stay in the present, mm-hmm. not allowing yourself to go back to what has happened to you. Mm-hmm. You know, and counseling is so important. Oh, counseling is huge. Counseling is huge. We need we need that piece. We need we need that piece to be able to deal with all the emotional and the trauma, the psychological mm-hmm. pain, and everything that yes. we have been through because it's still there. Yeah. But we need tools that when it's triggered. How do we move forward? How do you deal with the triggers? How do you move forward? And you have to understand that you are sick. Mm -hmm. And when I say sick, not in a negative way, but I believe that in order for you to get the help that you need, you have to first realize that you're sick and that you need the Mm -hmm. help. Right? And and it's hard. And sometimes it's definitely hard, but it's the reality of how you can heal. Mm -hmm. Like, you need these things to heal. And I remember I said that when I met McYon, the first time I met McYon was speaking out, first time I spoke out. And I'm telling you, it was like the weight of the... I remember, like, literally... Past, she was sitting there, my husband there, and I just like flopped to her. First day I met her. Mm-hmm. But it was like I have lifted so much weight off of me that you didn't even realize I was carrying all of that because I held it so much in. So you have to realize that you you need to help. We all do. We need to stop thinking counseling is a negative thing or that a therapist is a negative thing. It's not a negative thing. Absolutely. And then that point of just being too busy to deal with the pain. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we, we quick to put a so we, we, we quick to try to um put a band-aid <laughs> over a gaping hole. Yes. You I've know, been guilty for a long time, you know, so I do understand. We gotta it. be able to clean mm-hmm. it, we gotta nurse mm-hmm. it, we gotta change the bandages. Yep. Yes. We have to do all of that, so yes. we have to take care of ourselves. Yes, we do. Self-care. So, absolutely. Self-care. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna take a um, this call real quick because I know it's our um, guest that's calling in. <laughs> so we're just going to switch gears right now. So hello, yeah. you're on live with McKeon, Ross, and Cynthia. Hi, it's Tammy. Hi, it's Tammy. A- How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Did I call in the right time? You or? called in at the right time. You are definitely live right now so all of our guests can hear you. <laughs> So, thank you, thank you so welcome me. to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, you are so welcome, Tammy. So what I want you to do, I would like for you to introduce yourself to our guests. And I did inform them that we will be talking about um, the, the parents, the effects on parents of incarcerated children. Yes. Yes, yes. So my name is Tammy Mowgli. I am the owner of Flawless Imperfection. Um, I do coaching, consultation, um, and I work with women um, that are survivors of domestic violence. And I also facilitate healthy relationship and character and leadership development programs for teenagers. Absolutely. And with this, and Tammy, can I get you just to speak up just a little bit more? 
So we all know that this month, October, is Domestic Violence Awareness mm -hmm. Month. And so I know you are very busy and active down there in the Richmond area. I'm, I'm, all, I'm looking at all the things that you have going on. So can you just share a little bit of that? And then we're going to get into your topic of discussion. Um, yes, it is. I, it, you're right. It is domestic violence. My so I just have a lot going on. I just um, finished a Giving Back to Women event with, uh, sponsored by Capital One on Friday and Real Talk with Monica, which was an empowerment movement for women and women entrepreneurs, which was exciting. Um, I'm doing another domestic violence event on um, October 18th with Robin's Robin's Hope, but they are a nonprofit organization that, that that deals with survivors of just uh, a lot of things. It's not domestic violence, but uh, substance abuse and everything um, like that. I just was awarded my fourth contract, so I'm getting, my programs will start going into the juvenile correctional facility, so I'm excited about that. That's like one of the biggest um, things. And then I will be in Maryland at the end of the month um, for um, a domestic violence event as well. Absolutely, and you well, know when you come, and you know when you come here at the end of the month, we definitely have to check in for um to see you. And I am just excited for you. I'm excited about everything that you have going on. So before we get into your conversation to tell us about um your son, um, my co-host Roz is just going to read a little bit of your bio, and then we're going to start. Then you can start from there, telling us about the story and how um incarceration of children, how it affects parents. Okay, great. I'm oh, listening. Okay. All right. So um Tammy did share some of that some of the stuff with us. So just a reminder, she is the owner of Flawless Imperfections LLC as an emotional empowerment special. She she provides a safe supporter, non-judgmental environment to a journey of emotional empowerment. She has a passion for women and youth. Over the past 13 years, she has empowered women through coaching, public speaking, and domestic violence peer counseling. She facilitated hundreds of workshops on forming healthy, healthy relationships, conflict resolution, effective communication, teen dating violence, and sexual responsibility. Her workshops has been facilitated in women's group, public schools, and juvenile correctional correctional facilities. Um, so you just doing it, Tammy? <laughs> yes, I don't know where I'm getting all this energy from. <laughs> <laughs> we understand. <laughs> we definitely understand. So, so Tammy, um, share a little bit about your story with your um child. All right. So you know, everyone knows me for domestic violence, for domestic violence awareness, because I am a survivor. So I survived a, um, a brutal domestic violence attack. But what they don't know is that I started a nonprofit in Maryland about um, 10 years ago, and it was named after my son because he witnessed a lot of the domestic violence. He witnessed the unhealthy relationships that I was in. Mm -hmm. And actually, um, three months after my last bad domestic violence event, he was arrested. He was bullied while he was in high school. And even though we went to the courts and everything, telling him how he was bullied and he had a fight with this individual, the judge was just saying, oh, it's just something that two teenagers were just doing. And they never investigated it to the extent that I wish that they did um, investigate it. So actually, after my last domestic violence event, 
with my um my ex husband, I think something just snapped into my son's brain and the person that was bullying him, he went after him and the other boy lost his life and my son was sentenced to thirty five years in prison. Wow. Wow. Oh, my God. And you know what, Tammy, I am so, you know, I, I have known you for a while, and I have never known that part of your story, so I knew that I was going to be in awe of what you um, had to share just briefly from the conversation that we had on the phone. And mm -hmm. um, October is also Bullying, bullying Awareness bullying. Month, yep. so I am mm -hmm. so glad that you brought that up so people can understand how serious bullying is it is a serious situation and um the schools again mm -hmm. you know we always hearing about you know the role that they're playing when it's not actually a role you know so um you're right because they need you said the statistics they either so find as bully they're either going to turn to homicide or suicide absolutely and my son turned to um to homicide and we were we try to get protective orders um, I was actually um, pregnant with my youngest son. My youngest son now is 16 years old, and I was pregnant with him. And I would wake up every morning and make sure that my oldest son, like I would be at the bus stop with him at high school. I would leave work at lunchtime just to make sure that when he got off the bus that he was okay. And then I would come back after work just to get him off the bus. Mind you, while I was pregnant, <laughs> um, doing all of this stuff just to ensure that his his safety. So it is so much that, um, like I said, and I'm glad that you have me on to speak about this topic because most people know me just saying, okay, she's a survivor, and we talk about that, but there's just so much more to my story. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, my goodness, I tell you. I, I, I didn't know what it was going to be, but I, had, I did have a feeling that it was tied into um, your abuse but I didn't mm -hmm. know how that was going to play out. But um, I'm just I'm just like in shock and, and basically have a loss for words because I understand that anger in children. When I was in my domestic violence relationship with my ex-husband, my children um, were very angry. It was so many emotions and things that they were going through and that, that could have been my children. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. could have been my child with yeah. all with everything they was going through and what I was putting them through because of my decisions, and it it could have been one of them mm -hmm. because they right. had because so much. Because when you're going through, yeah, yeah when you're going through your own stuff, you don't even think of think about it. I remember, like, um, at the time my son was working and my husband, me and my husband had got into it, and um, he locked me and the baby in in the bedroom, and he had a knife to me and my husband my son would usually come in and knock on the door just to let me know he was home because he was working at Wendy's at the time and usually when he would knock on the door he would come and get the baby and the you know he would hang out with him and he knocked on the door to come and get you know my youngest son and my husband said don't open the door because if you do I will kill all of us in here oh wow so wow. I could we couldn't even you know open I didn't even open the door and then the next day like I went and I like that night I hit my keys and the next day I woke up and that's when it started the process of me trying to get a protective order and everything but my son at the time he was 17 years old and he's seeing all of this um that everything that is going on and I believe 
because I had him as a teenager. I think I was still growing as a mom, as a woman, as a parent, and I just didn't make all the best choices, and it affected him in different areas. Absolutely. We definitely say that in domestic violence that our children are the silent victims of it all. Mm-hmm. because they don't know what to do with the anger because, you know, they, they just don't know what to do with it. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And then uh, with the bullying on top of that, mm-hmm. you know, it triggered that. Yeah. And we always talk about what they see, what they mimic, what they see, generational curses mm-hmm. and things like that. So it's all tied up into one. I mean, um, wow. Wow. Real, I mean, definitely wow. I'm glad Tammy, that you are um, using your story, all of your stories, uh, to empower, to, to make some changes. I, I, you know, I know for me, that was my kicker to leave. Um, I, I will always feel grateful to the um, Family Crisis Center because the counselor there to me said to me, if I did not leave, then my children would grow up to be the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that, that was my moment right there. Like, I was like, I could not imagine my children doing this to somebody else especially when I seen what I seen when I was growing up, what I've been through when I was growing up. So um, it's, those things are definitely important. You think your kids don't see mm-hmm. or you think they won't remember. Mm-hmm. I still remember. Mm-hmm. You know, they still right. remember those things that, mm-hmm. that went on in right. the household. Mm-hmm. And I was raised in a domestic violence household also. So, see? you know, you're right with the generational yep. curses and how it passes on to generations. Definitely. I that is me all the way. Absolutely. Because when you don't know anything different, you know, the abnormal becomes normal. Normal, yeah. And then you uh-huh. always thinking that, you know, you're in control and that you can fix this. But it's it's nothing for you to fix. Mm-hmm. And some of us don't even know it's broken. Because we've yeah. seen it. We, th- we thought this was normal anyway. We thought this would love look like. This is what, you know, a man's supposed to do, a woman's supposed to do. So you don't even know something is wrong. And then you grow up and realize there's a name for it and something was wrong. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's right. several And then you don't even look like, because I, I worked in correctional facilities, and um, of course, you know, they wouldn't know my story, but I would be in there, and my young man would say, well, wonder if you had a child that was incarcerated. In my mind, I was saying, I do have one. Right. <laughs> you know? you don't even know. No, right. right. Or they, or if I have a say I have a child that's incarcerated, and the people like, what? You have a child that's incarcerated? You don't look like you would have a child that's incarcerated. Like, you don't look like what a domestic violence like? survivor. But what does one look like? Amen. Exactly. Exactly. I hate when people exactly. say that. What does that you look like? Look like. Yeah. So, right. What so, does it look like? So, so, Tammy, your son, he's been incarcerated now for 16 years? Yeah, about 16. Well, he's been incarcerated. My son is 13. So he's been incarcerated for um, 13 years. 13 years. And so and he has a 35-year um, sentence. Okay, so um, would, would he be eligible for parole? Um, they were saying in 17, we just went up a parole um, actually earlier um, this year or last year. I can't remember. It was earlier um, this year, yes, and it was um, it was denied. Mm-hmm. So they're saying he has to come back maybe another four years, and we'll see, you know, mm-hmm. how it is. The thing about it is that my son did have a really good support system with my whole family, my mother, my father. We had a lot of people, and the judge felt that he could have made a different choice because of the support that he um, that he had. So um, he wasn't um, lenient at all. Wow. Wow. So he, he, he's, he's a victim of domestic violence himself. Domestic violence, bullying, yes, because it actually happened three months after he was. Um, the time that 
the last time that he came to the actually when he came to the hospital he saw my ex-husband he came to the hospital and I was bruised and battered and my youngest son like he wouldn't even come to me because I would he couldn't even look at me you know I was unrecognizable and that's the time like I think it started going into my son like he, he had said if he had seen my ex-husband like what he would have done but he wasn't able to do anything because my son, husband ex-husband had committed suicide wow so wow. i think you know when you're dealing with all of that and then with me like i didn't didn't know how to process all of that either you know so it was just so much going on my son my youngest son was two my oldest son was 17 i was just went through a traumatic experience so it was just so much that was going on at that time. So even the red flags and stuff that I was seeing in my son, I couldn't even deal with it because I was dealing with myself. Right. Absolutely. Right. right. You know, Absolutely. It, was, it was a lot going on. He 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 needed counseling at that time. And, and she said she uh-huh. reported and they didn't even, um, you know, look into that. Like the judge didn't, he, didn't hear the whole story. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Then, and investigate. And you know what? And yeah. they're 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 finally getting that um trauma is connected childhood trauma is connected to so many other mm-hmm. things. Like now yeah. they're finally saying that, you know, with so many addictions of mm-hmm. that people have mm-hmm. that it is um contributing from back when childhood trauma of mm-hmm. something that they have went through, yep. something that they have experienced. Something they could have suppressed it for so long and then they yeah. deal with it. Absolutely. Yeah. They it's call like, it adverse childhood experiences. Yep. Yes. Yep, that is that is exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the judges be so quick because, you know, like I uh, shared with you, what when I got when I went to court, the judge um, sent me to anger management. Mm-hmm. Didn't know me, didn't know the story, but my abuser filed first. Mm-hmm. So then I had to go to, and it wasn't until I went to the family crisis center and like had a breakdown and started telling them who I was. They wrote a letter to the judge, mm-hmm. and it got overturned. I had to go to victims counseling. Mm-hmm. But the same thing, I didn't even get to have a voice in there. Yeah, and you I, said it's whoever go first. It, it, it's whoever go first, and I am definitely. I experienced that. I could have um, did some jail time myself because in one time retaliated against my ex-husband where I ended up stabbing him and I was arrested and I was treated as the abuser and if it wasn't and if it wasn't for my mother that forced me one time when he dislocated my elbow to go and file a report on him I would have been in jail Mm -hmm. when they seen that they realized that I was the victim Mm -hmm. that it was retaliation you know so I'm telling you, it, it these cases can turn so quickly. That's why it is so important of documentation. Yeah. And I know yeah. you know a lot of times we you know we don't want to get him in trouble and all of that, but we gotta realize is that what if what if he kills us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if he kills us and we don't want to do that because that's our child's father? Mm-hmm. Well, what's gonna happen if he kill you and himself? Then mm-hmm. the kids still suffer. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm because saying? Because it's only by the grace of God that I'm still alive. Amen. Amen. Yeah, because they don't know. I I know uh, when I first got my uh, protective order, and you know, you know, that's the most dangerous time. Yes. For a, a survivor, a victim, and my husband was still coming to. I was staying in my brother's house, and he was still coming around. And I remember calling the police and saying, "Hey, I have a protective order. My husband is outside the door." 
and they took like so long to come and I yep. kept calling and finally when I got through they said oh well we were coming but one of our officers got into an accident so we had to deal with that first wow yeah wow so in the meantime like, my husband's like banging on the door and if he had got in at that time like who's Lord knows what was going to happen because it, all, it was exactly. both of my sons in the and house at know. that time but they went and said well we had an officer that got into an accident so everyone went to him and was did not even they never actually even came to the house mm. and you know what i used to think that they used to do that intentionally that they would be giving uh-huh. the attacker time to get away i used to really feel like that because i have called the police Girl, numerous times and i don't even recall all the time them showing up i remember i had an incident that happened when i had a protective order and i ended up in a hospital and I had to prove that it was him because nobody else saw it was there. So they didn't even go out there because I could not prove that mm. it was him because nobody else saw it. It was like my word against his mm-hmm. word. Like, and I'm like, well, what's this for? Mm-hmm. Like, what's this paper for, you know? So I, I yeah. feel you. I feel like that, too. I was like, I just can't win. I get a protective vote, I still can't win. Like, That's why right. I am so glad that now times have changed. They have. Now they Thank look you, at, Jesus. They look at domestic you, violence so much differently now. I thank God that they do um, because it, it can it's definitely saving a lot, a lot of, of people's lives. lives. Amen. We still got a lot of work to go, but because yes. of, because of McYon, because of Tim, because of you, because Thank of all you. of us out there in the world fighting, like we are not going to deal with this anymore. We are coming together in record numbers. We letting our voice be heard. We have our platforms and we continue to talk about this stuff. They have no choice but to make changes. Absolutely. Because we're not settling and we got And we got to hold them accountable. Amen. And even like now, you know, it's bullying. Mm-hmm. They still they still like tearing a, 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 a deaf ear yep. to what bullying is really doing to children. And I'm, I'm like, how many more children have to commit suicide, suicide. before we right. get it? And they so young. That the suicide, yes, the suicide walk that I do, the out of the darkness into the light, that has to be the most emotional. When I see these women, these parents with shirts on with their babies, babies who have committed suicide, like I'm sick to my stomach. I'm like trying to talk to them at the same time, hold my tears in, and I look at their shirt, and it's an eight year old, yeah, it's a ten year old. They committed suicide and because they, of bullying, and it's all—it's a group. Is and I forgot that actual name, but it's all moms of uh, of uh, suicide victims. They're they're all young, mm-hmm. like and it's all their moms mm-hmm. marching together. And I'm like, my God, eight, ten? What do we it's have to do? What do we yeah, have that's to do? Very heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. They didn't even live yet. They didn't even have a chance to live or a chance to, you know, get counseling or to grow up or have boyfriend and girlfriends. Like they already. So I'm like, what do we need to do? And that's why we got to continue to get out in our community and make changes in our community because we have to take back our community. And Ain't nobody going to do it for and us. And hold our elected officials accountable. 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 Yes. accountable. Yes. You have to Please show up. Vote. You have to show up, people, to those community meetings. Yeah. You can't keep sitting yeah. in your house watching the TV thinking that things going to change. The only thing that moves government officials is numbers. Yep. Numbers. Mm-hmm. Numbers. numbers don't lie. Involved. Numbers don't lie. Yes, but you I, have to I just want to say about that yes. bullying piece. Okay. Because I'm an adult. I've been bullied. Yes. Exactly. And yes. to see, you know, I'm really sensitive to the understanding of children because as an adult to being bullied mm-hmm. with 24 years of counseling, mm-hmm. no one believed me. Mm-hmm. Whereas I was able to know how to write and and express how I feel. People still made me the victim, instead of the victim, looked at me as the person that, you know, 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, answer. you know, we have to look at it in the aspect where I have counseling. That child don't know how to deal with them. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. That child doesn't know how to write up a form. Mm-hmm. That child doesn't know how to say, I love myself mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah. I'm right. And, and, and it's happening in the workplace so much. It's ha- mm-hmm. we, we talk about that before of how yeah. much so much bullying happens in the workplace. And, like, we just see the progression because I try to tell parents that when you see it at that young with children bullying each other, as they grow older, they go into intimate partner violence, yeah. yes. and then it ends yeah. up spilling into the workplace. Them yeah. bullies go to work. Yeah, they, they, show to they, work. they go to work, they too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of people right now that's being bullied in the workplace and afraid to say anything because of their job, their livelihood mm-hmm. is in, in, in jeopardy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Am I going to lose my job for this? So we, we deal with it. But we have to be able to have a place where people, even on a job, somewhere where people can go and talk about this and take it seriously. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be taken seriously. It has to be taken and, and, seriously. And I will say, like you said, we're out here. Times are changing. Things are getting um, better. Because I know just working in corporate, when I was in corporate, we have to have these um, these safe numbers posted up in, um, in mm. the uh, work rooms now. Yes. Domestic violence oh, hotline yes. numbers is yes. on there. Mental health days are yes. up as, as part of leave now. So while we haven't figured it all the way out, I will say as somebody who's been working in corporate America a long time and seeing the changes in there, counseling is now offered in your insurance and you yes. know things like we didn't take have these things at first. Take advantage, but take advantage of it because when you don't take yes. advantage of it, that's when the problem really is. When we're when we are on these um, platforms that we have hosting these free events, these things, these seminars. We give you resources numbers every Monday on the Mickey On Show to something, you know. We have to take advantage of what's out there to help us because our children need it, and they are our future. So we can't help them if we haven't even helped out so first. That's right. Exactly. And And what as parents, we need to do stuff also. Like, I I go for once a month, we have date night. And that is when we go for once a month. With the second Wednesday of each month, we go for date night. And that's my check-in with him. Not to say that I don't right. check, talk to him other time, but that's when I one-on-one. And mm-hmm. I'm like, because I want to check on his emotional, mental Amen. health at that time. And we just have talks. And you know, as teenagers, sometimes they don't want to talk, so I got to be creative. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I'm Dang, thinking you about talk girl. about that. <laughs> Tim, <laughs> I'm talking. telling you, so many, so many households, they ask their children, um, how was your day? How was your good. day? Good, and that's no. it. No, that's what, it. what is good looking? You gotta like? go deeper. <laughs> you gotta go deeper than right. that. You gotta, you gotta you get them to, to talk. Yes, you have to. Cause good for you might not be for me. No. Yeah, we have to. I, I love the date night. I definitely try to date with my kids all together, but I also have dates with them one on one also because I need to dive yes. deep into you know sometimes this one likes to go to the movies this one like to do this and so i meet them where they are they get the information that i need yeah. to better help them absolutely yeah. so tell and me. i work with so many kids and i say well if i'm giving it to these children i have to give it to my own because then i'm not first doing and I just what your, I'm doing your, your ministry a, starts at home first right what? exactly what good are you if you say, this is my mentality now. What good am I if I'm trying to save the world, but I'm leaving mine, leaving mine yes. on the wayside? Like, I can't do it no more. I used, I used to, to 
pour into everybody. And that's why when somebody asks me on Saturday why I'm always with my kids on Saturday, I'm like, look, I pour into everybody else's children Monday through Friday. I need, I'm no good if I'm not good to my own household. Come on, Come on now. Right. You better I know it. I can't be saving the world and leave mine behind mm -hmm. or leave them on the wayside. No, mm -hmm. ma'am. That no. ain't going to work. No. So, Tammy, if there's anything that you can tell um, a parent right now that's listening that may be in a um, domestic violence situation where children are watching, what will you tell that woman or man? Mm -hmm. what, what advice I, would you give them? I would say to take care of yourself first. Amen. Because if you're not taking care of yourself, you cannot be able to, you cannot take care of your children. But know that they are watching, they are listening. Even though if you're behind closed doors, mm -hmm. and, the door, and the door is closed, they can still hear. Yeah. Behind, behind they, let me tell you something, Tam. They in their rooms with the TV off, listening. Yes. My ear used to be to the wall. Listening to what's listen, going listen, on. Listen, I always say, listen, what you think you in a... Um, soundproof house exactly. or something i heard it all <laughs> yes right it's they're, crazy. they're listening and then they also they're even looking at your body language like your child knows if you're happy or you're sad yep. um you know they're yeah. looking at you if you say if they say how you doing you're like i'm okay but they could see it all over your body they could see your facial expression they could see your body language so I would encourage you, if you are in an unhealthy relationship, like, look for a safety plan. You know, I know sometimes that our hearts speak louder than our minds do. But if you love your children, you know, and I know we do love our children, but just think about, like, my son serving a 35-year um, sentence. It's hard that we're, and we're in Virginia now. He's five hours away. So for us to have to go and visit him for five hours, for us to sometimes we go and there's dogs sniffing us, you know, just to go and see him. It, it, it's a problem. It affects the whole family. Right, right. Wow. wow. Well, Tammy, we definitely thank you. We thank you for calling in. We thank you thank for sharing. You. Yes. We, thank you. Um, we wish you the best and all the work that you are doing yes. down there. Keep fighting. You Your too. story is you powerful. Too. Thank you. Your story is powerful and amazing, and I cannot wait to see you at the end of this month. I know. I'm gonna. I'm, hopefully, it'll be the 26th that I'm going to the Sisters, the sisters um, Domestic Violence event, and I know. I don't know if you're going to be there, but we are definitely have to um, definitely have to. And thank you for having me on because I think you're the only one that I have ever told this story to. So. <laughs> I know. That's why I was like, wow, thank you so much. You know, the McKeon show is known for getting exclusives. <laughs> well, well, thank, thank you. You, so you have much. a great evening. And right, I will definitely so talk with Be you blessed. soon. All right. Keep doing what you're doing as well. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Good night. Okay. That was amazing. So, Cynthia, before we go, please um, let everybody get that information again yes. about the play and how they can um, contact you and follow you on social media. Yes. The play is at Eventbrite, Lunch and Learn, Jesus Save, You Are Not Alone. You're also, um, my Facebook is, my Facebook is Cynthia M. Miller, and as far as my Instagram, it's kind of complicated. D seven dream one one S. So track me out. <laughs> and you guys know you can always reach me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, Manly Splendid Family, or and my website, manlysplendedfamily.com. Um in, in case you guys I just want to leave you guys with this number, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, 
1-800-273-8255. Post it everywhere in your household, social media, everywhere. Absolutely, guys. And you know you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at MBA Speaks. And also check out my website at mbaspeaks.com. And also, if there's anybody out there that is experiencing any form of abuse, you can call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. We want to thank you guys so much for tuning in tonight. We will be back next week with another phenomenal guest. And so thank you for watching the McYon Show, and have a great evening. Good night. This way. This way. That way. This way.